Welcome to Discussing Dawn, a first part of a 10-episode series about the novel Dawn by Ellie Wessel, which is a sequel to Night. And each episode will be discussing an analytical question about the novel. So today's question is, what contemporary insights does Ellie's Wessel's preface yield? How was your reading affected by this nonfiction commentary preceding a novel? So um, I'm going to read a quick excerpt from the preface. This novel, my first, may be surprising for its sudden relevance to our present times. Does it not have to do with hostage-taking, violence, and clandestine rebellion? Yet the action of the novel is set in a pa- at a past, once recent and far away, in Palestine that was still not Jewish, ruled by Great Britain, before the creation of the state Israel. Dawn is purely a work of fiction, but I wrote it to look at myself in a new way. Obviously, I did not live this tale, but I was implicated in its ethical dilemma from the moment I had assumed my character's place. I wrote this novel in order to explore distant memories and buried doubts. What would have become of me if I had spent not just one year in the camps, but two or four? If I had been appointed capo, could I have struck a friend, humiliated an old man? And taking questions further within the context of the narrative. How are we ever to disarm evil and abolish death as a means to end? How are we ever to break the cycle of violence and rage? Can terror coexist with justice? Does murder call for murder, despair for revenge? Can hate engender anything but hate? Um, The young hero spends an entire night preparing himself. He is afraid of betraying the dead, who as judges and witnesses observe the living but are unable to come to their aid. And yet, what will dawn bring for him? More darkness or the light of the coming day? So in this preface, what this preface does is that it sets the scene for dawn, the rest of the novel dawn, and this is where the reader learns that this is actually um, historical fiction, that instead of an autobiography, that Ellie uses as a way to explore what could have been his own experiences. So bearing similar names and identical um, identical pasts, Elisha is a role that Ellie plays through this book, an alternate universe of sorts, that after his freeing, where after his freeing from the camps, he joins the radical fight of freedom for others. So in this intro, uh, Ellie introduces these themes of violence, despair, and justice. And this is when he introduces the conflict that Elisha goes through, where if where he questions when and if violence, um, such as murder and revenge, are justified, and if they become a cycle. So, um, it, this affected my reading by uh, helping me to better understand Elisha's character and why the way why he is the way he is. Um, this preface reveals that Elisha is Ellie. And, um, and his history, motivations, and experiences are what Ellie's are. Um, 
this is exper- uh, important because when Elisha or other characters talk about things from Elisha's past, the reader can assume that they're talking about things that Ellie experienced in Night. Um, Night ended right after Ellie is liberated from Buchenwald, one of the camps after the marches. And um, Ellie was forever changed by the camps. His family is dead. His faith in God was slashed to bits. And he has nothing left to live for because he thought he was going to die in that place. And it made him almost recognizable and changed him and warped him. That when he looks into the mirror, he doesn't even recognize himself. Um, It says in, at the very end of night, the last sentences are, um, one, one day I was able to get up and I decided to look at myself in the mirror on the opposite wall. I had not seen myself since the ghetto. From the depths of the mirror, a corpse was contemplating me. The look in his eyes as he gazed at me has never left me. Um, what this quote shows on page 115 of Night is that, um, uh, because he thought he was going to die, um, he, uh, was, Ellie was completely changed so much so that he couldn't even recognize himself. And, um, that has had, the camps had a great effect on his psyche and what was going to happen. And, um, on page 11 of Dawn, and this is where he introduces Elisha as a character, um, which you can think of as Ellie. Um, it says, Elisha is my name. At the time of the story, I was 18 years old. Gad had recruited me for the movement and brought me to Palestine. He had made me into a terrorist. I had met Gad in Paris, where I went, straight from Buchenwald, immediately after the war. When the Americans liberated Buchenwald, they offered to send me home, but I rejected the offer. I didn't want to relive my childhood, to see our house in foreign hands. I knew that my parents were dead and my native town was occupied by the Russians. What was the use of going back? No thanks, I said. I don't want to go home. So, um, what, ha- uh, so Ellie experienced horrible, tragic things in the camps. But with the, um, introduction of Gad and Elisa's induction into the movement, this is where Ellie and Elisha's timelines, like, if you think of them as alternate timelines, split and when Ellie as the author starts to explore this large what if that Dawn is. What happens in this chapter continue is that he continues to explain how Gad uh, recruited Elisha to fight for the Holy Land. In reality what actually happened to Ellie um, we know that he stayed in France and was not recruited at least as far as the reader knows. Um, The effect of this shared history that Elisha and Ellie have on the reader is that they become interchangeable throughout the entire story because Elisha is Ellie, but in his imagination. Um, And that's all for uh, this question, but we'll see you in the next episode. Little darling
Thanks for listening, and now back to horrible singing by me.